0: What's up, everybody? My name's Athena, and you're listening to Vanished in the Valley. So, if there's uh, some Instagram people here wondering where the hell I went, I didn't do it, guys. Instagram apparently decided that, I don't know, I, I guess I'm dangerous or something, or I'm super crazy. I'm posting crazy shit. They totally deleted the account. Like, no warning, nothing. Like, I went to log in today, and it said that my account had been disabled. So, like, I was super confused. I was like, did I, like, fuck around and press some button not realizing it? No. Instagram apparently said, like, I'm against their community guidelines. And if you go look at my Instagram account, I, like, have been going super lightweight lately. Just posting these stupid-ass memes that, you know... All the people on uh, Instagram seem to like. Because normally, I'm fucking around doing this stuff about the sex trafficking people, kids, women, whatever. Stuff like that. Um, Different kidnapping stories or missing people. And I was trying to, like, not do so much on the sex trafficking of the kids because they... I don't know. They were shadow banning the fuck out of me with that and with the Kabobo-19. So... I had really, like, pulled back on posting, especially about the Kabobo, too. Like, God fucking forbid you post some science about that stupid-ass virus. So the media is saying that people like QAnon or people that are against all this mask mandate, there's this little hashtag going around that's uh, hashtag masks don't work, because they fucking don't. But anyway, they're basically saying that our stance on it is that the virus is a hoax, and no, that's not that's not our fucking stance. What we're saying is this virus has like a ninety eight plus percentage uh, a survival rate, and why are all these crazy measures going into effect? Like they just literally locked down San Francisco again as of tonight. So no more dining in restaurants, no more getting your fucking haircut. All of that is... What do they expect these people to do? Do you know how many people are about to be out of work again? These fucking people are like hanging on by the skin of their teeth. And now they're shutting it all down again. Fucking dictator Newsom. But yeah, it's for the best. Because this virus that's literally killing almost no one is such a fucking threat. So anyway, back to the fucking media. The media is saying that we say it's a hoax. And nobody's fucking saying that there's no virus. We're saying this virus is not the level of threat that they have brought this country to its knees. That's, it's fucking crazy. They're going against decades of science, of studies, that say that these cloth masks don't do anything. They literally don't do anything except increase your rates of getting bacterial pneumonia. But God forbid we talk about science. So I actually totally backed off on the Kabobo shit. Because honestly, that's not even my thing. I'm on Instagram with Vanish in the Valley to fucking look for missing kids. To talk about sex exploitation and sex trafficking. So I was like, alright, well I'm not going to fuck around with the account on some shit that's not even really the agenda here. So, I did post today some story. It's literally screenshots of a story about Ticketmaster... Going to make it so people have to either show proof of the Kabobo vaccination or a negative test, like, within the last 24 or 72 hours, something like that. Like, that's really going to fucking make a difference. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's what got me kicked off. I'm really not sure. Apparently, there's, like, some review process that they told me to check back in 24 hours. But, like, literally, Instagram sucked my suck my g- I'm fucking over this shit. They're censoring so many people. It's like, I, I'm just fucking literally getting nobody from the Bay Area with a fucking podcast talking about missing people. I'm not one of these fucking influencer bitches. I, it's not even like that. I think at the most, my account reaches 20,000 people. Whoopty fucking do So it's not like I have all these millions of followers and I'm like giving them false information. It's not even like that. I think I had, like, less than 450 followers. So nothing. Like, super small. So I don't even know. It Maybe it's for the better because I literally keep getting these dumb shits. They're fucking MSM, mainstream media, bootlickers, coming to my account to tell me how good censorship is and how we actually need censorship because people are so stupid that if they hear something that's not true, they're just going to immediately believe it. And I'm just like, what fucking twilight zone nightmare did i just wake up in and this motherfucker's in the military and this is his fucking idea censorship is a good idea because people are too stupid i just i don't even know i i fucking i literally need a vacation uh in the woods except for to the bed they're all fucking snowy right now i know i'm supposed to be getting into fucking israel keys right now but i'm heated. It's just, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, if I were one of those people that was making money off Instagram and they just wiped out, like, years worth of work of growing followers and all that shit, I would be pissed because you have no recourse. It's their platform. And because they're not considered publishers or whatever, they can censor the fuck out of you. They can let a whole bunch of bullshit on the liberal side through, but then censor the fuck out of the bullshit on the conservative side. And I'm neither. I'm not liberal. I'm not conservative. I think both sides are a bunch of fucking morons at this point for believing the horse and pony show that is our elections. It's all a bunch of bullshit, okay? And apparently uh, 99% of the people just don't fucking see that. Although, I was seeing that only about half of the population in the United States voted so, it gave me this, like, maybe false hope that maybe half the people do see through this bullshit and know their vote really doesn't matter. I mean, come on, really? All you people that fucking waited in line for, like, three hours, you really think your vote fucking... <laughs> you think it mattered? Trump's not going to concede. Fucking Santy, fucking Biden over there. He's already claiming it because the media says he won. I just... I literally... I don't even know. Can I fucking just move to an island, Please. So, I don't know, guys. Um, apparently, I will be finding out today sometime if the Instagram account is going to come back up. But, I mean, it's like even if it comes back up, what do I, do I even want to fuck around with them anymore? I know there's other platforms. I think I might go check them out that are supposedly not censored the way Instagram and Facebook are. So, I don't know. I, I'll be checking something like that out probably in the future because I just... I don't know, and it just seems like nobody gives a fuck about this censorship until it happens to them. Or, you know, a lot of people just don't have shit to say, so they never even get censored. So it's not a problem that even affects them. But you gotta think about it. If they're starting to censor like they started with the QAnon people. I'm not QAnon motherfuckers, so I'm saying that right now for the nine millionth time. They started with QAnon people. And now they're fucking banning my ass, and I'm like literally not queuing on, I'm not posting crazy shit, but apparently they don't, they don't like what I'm saying. They don't like my groove. So, it's like, why putting all this work into something that some dumbass that, you know, some 23-year-old that's never lived life working for some Africa fact checker, because that's some motherfuckers who fact checked me last. They're just, I, I don't know, I don't know, guys. So, I don't think I will go back to Instagram. And if I do, it's going to be super lightweight to literally post about the episodes. And that's about it. Because uh, no point in putting effort into building up, you know, people following you and checking out your shit for them to be able to just take it away like that. I think everybody should be worried. Like, seriously? They... Come on. If 80% of the information American or Americans are getting is from Google and Google facebook twitter all these motherfuckers are friends are all in cahoots they're over here in liberal as san francisco don't think they think too much differently from each other if they're able to direct traffic and searches in a particular way that meets their narrative it's gotta make you wonder right i fucking hope i'm like 10 seconds from giving up on the human race at this point but yeah i don't know guys I don't know, uh, I'll be on the Facebook, you can definitely reach me there, because I haven't been banned from them yet, so until everything gets sorted out, just go to the Facebook and look for Vanished in the Valley, or you can go to Valley at gmail.com, they can't, uh, <laughs> I am not even say they can't, they haven't fucking shut down my email address, um, I do have the website up, vanishedinthevalley.com, they can't touch that either, so... And anyone who wants to say or actually believes there isn't a bias, you're fucking delusional. Um, As of last December, Instagram announced a rollout of 45, quote-unquote, third-party fact-checkers who are certified through a nonpartisan international fact-checking network to help identify, review, and label false information. But... It's literally bullshit. Like, the second you put anything on your account that even slightly leads to the right, you're a target. But other people can put up crazy shit like kill the president, kill Trump. Just super, just way out there shit. And if you put anything about the kabobo that they disagree with, suddenly you're on a list. It's just, it's... I, I don't know, man. Is it because, like, all these kids nowadays get triggered and need a fucking safe room? Is that what this is all about? And it's not just me. I'm, like, one of the super small ones. It's like they went after all the big accounts first that had, you know, over, like, 100,000 followers or whatever. And those people are losing out on thousands of dollars. And now they're down to the point where they're going after little-ass people like me. And for What? I just, I I don't get it, you guys. Are they really, what are they so afraid of? That's what I want to know. And can everybody in the United States wake the fuck up? I mean, I just, I can't. I'll definitely let you guys know what happens when I hear back on this fucking review process. I think it said 24 hours. Who knows? I actually wasn't really paying attention. Maybe it said 30 days. I'm not sure. But I'll check and see what's going on and definitely keep you guys updated on the whole shenanigans that Instagram is pulling on me. I think in the meantime, I'm definitely going to check out the uh, alternative sites they have, like parlor. As a matter of fact, I think I'll go check them out tomorrow, see what they're about. Um, and if I like what they're doing, I'll probably sign up with them and just forget about the whole Instagram shit. Because I don't need to be censored. And I can't believe more people aren't pissed about being censored and just leave. I mean, if more people left these sites that are telling you what to think and how to think, then maybe they would stop doing that. But I don't know. Maybe more people are just like the posters I get that think we need to be censored to protect us. Fucking crazy. I swear... uh, I think I'm going to get to Israel Keys in just a minute. I just had to get that all out there so you guys know what's up. I didn't just delete my account and bounce. So we left off last week when we were talking about Israel Keys. Uh, He was traveling through Texas, and the Texas Rangers and the local PD had found his Ford Focus in a quality inn. And they sat there, they waited on it. They wanted you know, get eyes on this car and just follow this guy and wait for him to make a mistake. And that's exactly what they did. They see this white man come out to the car and they're on him. They stay about two, three cars behind him and they don't want to lose him. So they're like, find any reason you can and pull this guy over. And What he ended up doing was going two miles an hour over the speed limit so they lit him up pulled him over and they just uh, Start questioning him and you know, they're asking him where he's from what he's doing in town and It's Israel. Let's just (laughs) it's Israel keys. He says he's in town for a wedding, which is you know kind of the truth and They can see he's super nervous and they get him out of the car and I think at this point Israel starts to kind of think something's up. He, the police notice that he's kind of sweating and kind of getting fidgety. And they're almost positive at this point. They have their man because his license is from Alaska. And come on, how many Alaskans are traveling through Texas in a fort focus? Just too many things are adding up. And like that added up with all the nervousness and they just notice he's giving too many details. Like, at one point, he's like, I've mostly been staying in Wells. That's Wells, Texas. But he sta- he's also stating that he stayed at the Quality Inn with his brothers last night. And then he says he has two brothers in town for this wedding. They're both from Maine. And it's just like, when you start giving, giving cops unsolicited details, it's going to make them super fucking suspicious. They started asking him how he got here, and, you know, did you fly to Texas? Like, how are you ended up in Wells, Texas? And he replies with, well, he got a plane ticket, and it actually flew into Las Vegas. So once he got into Vegas, he actually drove to Texas. So it's just, like, super convoluted, and the cops are just not buying what Israel is selling. He starts, he he noticed, uh, well, the cops had noticed earlier that there was little kids clothes in the back, and so they start asking him, you know, what's up with these kids clothes? So he explains that he has a daughter, but she's actually with his brother back in Wells. He starts talking about her age, and they're just like, okay, we got to do something. What, what, we got to arrest this motherfucker. How they actually ended up getting him is... Because Texas has this little law, probable cause exemption. If the police believe or have enough reason to believe a vehicle has been used in the commission of a crime, they can search it. So they basically used, you know, they had all the footage from the ATM videos with the white Ford Focus. They were able to say the tennis shoes kind of looked alike and he was acting suspicious. They were able to use all of that To get probable cause to search the car. And once they search the car, bingo, they find Samantha's ATM card and driver's license. So at this point, Israel Keyes is arrested. Finally, thousands of miles away from Alaska, where he took 18-year-old Samantha Koenig, raped and murdered her up top Texas. You guys are fucking on the ball. They put that bolo out and the next morning they find him, you know, at that hotel. So I I don't know. I don't think that could have happened in a lot of states. Texas is pretty special. So definite up top to you and law enforcement in Texas. So they get Israel back to the police station. And at this point, I'm sure he's trying to come up with a million excuses on why he's got Samantha's driver's license and her debit card. He comes up with some lame-ass excuse saying that somebody had owed him money, and he assumed it was that person because all of a sudden, this uh, ATM card with the PIN number scratched on it and an ID showed up in his truck. And obviously, the cops aren't buying that bullshit. So they knew they had to play their cards right because they really, I mean, the most they were able to get him on at this point would be credit card fraud. They had no proof that he physically had any connection to samantha so they the fbi was there they had a texas ranger there and obviously these people are well versed in interrogation and they kind of just like let israel sink himself like if it wasn't for him volunteering the information about the next two murders they never would have known about these two people so let me tell you about a Bill and Lorraine courier. One night in June 2011, Bill and Lorraine would encounter Israel Keys. Now, Bill and Lorraine were described by U.S. Attorney Tristram Coffin as friendly, peaceful, good people who encountered a force of pure evil acting at random. And it was totally random. The only reason they got chosen that night is because a few years earlier, Israel had buried one of his kill kits pretty close to their house. And they also lived in a ranch-style house. And Israel was pretty comfortable with that floor pen because apparently he was a contractor and kind of just, like, knew the layouts of these houses. So what happened that night is he waited outside for their neighbors to go to sleep. He had everything he needed. His little kill kit had everything there for him. The zip ties, his guns, his silencers. He even had Drano and duct tape. He ends up breaking in through a garage and kind of just ambushes them. He makes it into their bedroom and shines a light in their eyes, has a gun pointed in their faces, wakes them up. And he ends up tying them up with zip ties and takes them in their own car. He ends up driving them to an abandoned-ass farmhouse. How fucking scary would that be? Some asshole ambushes you in the middle of the night and takes you to an abandoned farmhouse? Hell no. So anyways, he gets them into this house, and he takes Bill downstairs, and he takes Lorraine upstairs. Now, in only one source I found, it said that Israel actually sexually assaulted Bill and Lorraine. Most of it says he just sexually assaulted Lorraine. He does say that they were the toughest couple that he'd ever encountered. He ended up shooting Bill, I think it was like five or six times, and Bill just would not go down. But eventually, you know, the bullets do their job. Bill fell, and he goes up, and he rapes and strangles Lorraine. He doesn't actually kill her at that point he just has this you know sex fetish with strangling people she at one point comes back to consciousness and he leads her downstairs and shows her the dead body of her husband Bill he ends up killing the rain down there with Bill he takes their bodies to a corner of the basement in this old abandoned farmhouse he dumps Drano on them apparently he thinks this is going to get rid of DNA evidence not that it matters and I'll tell you why in a second So he dumps the Drano on them, he puts some garbage over them, gets back into their car and goes and dumps the car kind of close to where he was staying so he could just get out of their car and walk into the night. Apparently Israel thought that the police were going to know about this couple because they had his computers. But what Israel didn't know was that house had actually been demolished and the demolition crew didn't bother actually checking that house as if they did they would have found the two dead bodies down there so they demolished the house and took all the remains of this house and the corpse of bill and rain to a local dump and the fbi spent something like 12 weeks searching this dump they had fbi agents volunteering sifting through dirt and just muck and ugh, just i can't even imagine how bad that place had to smell but they never really ended up finding much of Bill or Lorraine. And that's about it, that all he confesses to. Bill and Lorraine Courier and Samantha Coed. But there's about eight other victims Israel has across the United States. And that's where we're getting to this timeline. Because there's eight people that loved ones might be wondering about. They might be listed as missing. But they're actually victims of Israel keys. So, let's get to that timeline, and uh, I don't know, if you guys know anything, at the end of it, I'll give you a phone number where you can get in touch with the FBI, just tell them your story. I mean, what's it going to hurt? Keyes admitted to authorities of committing a homicide between July 2001 and 2005, and he stated to them that he murdered an unidentified couple in Washington State. He would not disclose whether the couple was married or what their relationship even was to each other. Also unknown if the couple were tourists to the state or if they lived there. But Keyes did allude to the fact that the two victims were buried in a location near a valley. The FBI believes that Keyes moved the victim's vehicle far from the scene of the actual crime. Keyes admitted to two additional murders the following year. Probably summer or fall months between 2005 and 2006. He told authorities that he had disposed of the bodies of the victims using his boat and weighing the victims down with anchors to keep them submerged. One of the victims, according to Keyes, was disposed of in Crescent Lake in Washington State. The identity of these two victims are unknown. Unlike like the earlier case, the vehicles were moved some distance from the scene of the actual crime. Let's fast forward to March the following year. Keyes moved to Anchorage, Alaska, and he arrived March 9, 2007. He stayed in the state for over a year before traveling once again in late October of 2008. During that trip out of state, Keyes is believed to involve himself in criminal activity. rented a PT cruiser in Seattle and after spending time in Arizona and North Dakota, Keys also flew to Boston from Seattle. The FBI is looking to more possible information on that trip. So I know it's super vague, but you just have to pay attention to the states he was in and the dates. So the second week of April, 2009, Keys says that he abducted a female victim from a state along the East Coast, and killed and disposed of her body at a location in upstate New York. Although Keyes owns property in Constable, New York, the FBI does not believe that her body was buried at that location. He always tried to keep his victims kind of separate from where he lived. Keyes states that the date of that murder was April 9th. The very next day, Keyes admitted to robbing a bank in Tupper Lake, New York. So and then immediately after that robbery, Keys told authorities that he spent several hours at a campground nearby. The next trip the FBI is aware of is from July 9th to July 12th of 2010. He flew from Anchorage to Sacramento, California. When he arrived there, he rented a Blackboard Focus, and he traveled 280 miles in the next three days. During that time, Keyes had gone to Auburn, California, Little else is known about that trip, but, I mean, 280 miles from Sacramento, he could have ended up in the Bay Area. He could have ended up in a lot of places with 280 miles. Okay, so this next one is super convoluted. In 2011, June 2011, is when Keys traveled to Chicago from Anchorage. He rented a vehicle there and drove to Essex, Vermont. It was on June 8th according to Keyes, that he abducted and murdered Bill and Lorraine Courier. After killing the couple, Keys informed the FBI that he disposed of the weapon at Blakes River Reservoir. They actually were able to recover the murder weapon in that case and one of his kill kits that left nearby. Then, actually, at the next point, it's February 1st, 2012, and that's when he actually abducts Samantha, and that would be the last person he's ever able to take and murder. So, I know, it like I said, it's super vague, but that's all the FBI had to go on. He killed himself before they got any more information. So, if any of that sounds like one of your loved ones, like there's any possibility that Keys could be involved, the FBI asks that you contact them at 1-800-CALL-FBI. That's C-A-L-L-F-B-I. And just tell them your story. And maybe they can put something together because they're kind of grasping at straws at this point. We have eight unidentified victims of Keys. And obviously, if, uh, you know, somebody has a missing loved one, we want to get this all solved and try to figure out who he came into contact with. So that's all we have for this episode, which was so kindly produced by Aaron Kay. And I know this episode's kind of a shit show. I got a 15-minute rant and then this convoluted, vague-ass timeline of Israel keys. But yeah, sorry about all that. I always tell you, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Cha-chao.